Hi, welcome to Butterflies of Life. It's a free space to speak your mind. Today I'm going to talk about a bit of a touchy topic, but I think it's one we need to know about, and there's a lot more to it than people think. And that is, of course, mental health. And I'm not saying mental illness because, well, you don't have to be diagnosed with a disorder to have issues. People seem to have this desire to have something wrong with them. They feel that if they aren't labelled as slightly broken and they're not the same as everyone else, we give ourselves a fake diagnosis from tests we do online. The amount of people who say they have anxiety or OCD is ridiculous. Or at least I think it is. Because everyone gets anxious, but it doesn't mean you have the disorder of anxiety and it's a natural human thing I guess to like order in life so just because you like symmetry or like certain things to be aligned doesn't mean you have OCD OCD is where it's obsessive behavior that gets in the way of your normal everyday life not just wanting to straighten the pitch frame we need to stop labelling ourselves with very real disorders that we have no evidence of having. Not everyone has a mental illness and you are extremely lucky to be able to live a normal life without a disorder getting in the way. So instead of trying to put labels on yourself just maybe appreciate that you are lucky and you can use your clarity in life to help others. And as we grow up we take in the behaviour of people around us and we might not realise it but we're actually copying them to an extent. We often take on our peers traits and they'll take on some of ours. They might not be massive but it does happen. This isn't a bad thing but sometimes we take on traits we don't necessarily want. This can be negativity or the way someone thinks about life if you are a naturally positive, happy and all around bouncy person then you'll rub off your energy and purity and life onto others. Which is great! But unfortunately there are some very negative thinkers in the world. And it isn't always their fault. It's just the way they think. And well you can't control your thoughts. So being such a positive person you do have to be careful because a lot of the time people around you will affect your energy as well. If all your friends are in a great mood then chances are you will be too. Even if the day didn't start out great your mood will elevate just by being around positive people. I know this sounds generic and possibly quite cheesy but reality is it's true. This is why we're told to surround ourselves with happiness and good energy it's, it's not trying to create a perfect world where everyone is happy all the time. It's trying to remind you of, of ways to boost your mood, even just for a while. Those few hours or minutes you spend with people who are in a good mood can, can really make your day, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. Something you need to remember is that everyone has issues, 
some bigger than others, some smaller than yours, and might not seem like anything, but to that person, it could feel like their whole world is collapsing around them. If I'm ever feeling down, or like everything is going wrong, I simply take a minute, I breathe, and I think about what is happening in my life. What it is that's making me feel like this, and 90% of the time, I realise it's not a big deal. I've gotten behind on homework, or I'm worried about a presentation in school, and I just think, I'm 16. I'm not even in college yet. I'm not in the most stressful part of my life yet. When I reach 30 and my life is actually falling apart, that's when I can have my midlife crisis. I don't need to be this stressed over a few pieces of homework. I just make a plan and get on with it. Thing is, you just need to stop sometimes. Not for a long time, but just long enough so that you can make a plan and figure things out. If you really are struggling with work, ask for an extension. Or at least explain what's going on and that things aren't great right now. It's, I think it's something a lot of people are afraid of. They don't think anyone else in the world understands how they feel. And that's true. No one will ever know what's in your mind. I could ask you what you're thinking about. You could tell me the truth. But I, I don't know. I won't know you if you're lying. You might not be. Point is, just because someone doesn't exactly know what you're thinking doesn't mean they don't have some idea of what could be going on. Everyone in the world deals with stress, with anxiety and rubbish days where they don't want to get out of bed and don't have the motivation to even pour themselves some cereal. Everyone has days like that. A saying I like to use a lot, and I don't want to say I invented it, but I haven't heard anyone else say it before me, so I'm going to take the credit. It's nothing deep or meaningful, but I think it's an easy way to tell someone that you don't want to talk about your problems of the day, you don't really want to start a conversation, and... Well, that small phrase is... I'm having a bit of a day. Nothing special. Nothing written by Shakespeare with master craftsmanship. But it works. It lets people know to just leave you alone for the day. And don't ask what's wrong or why you look so tired. It's polite. It's simple. It's self-explanatory. Now... Going on from that, this is something that I shouldn't have to say, but I feel like it's such a common thing that people are insensitive without even realising it. And I'm not talking about when you greet your best friend with an insult because, well, you know each other's humour and that's okay. Everyone does it. I'm talking about, in normal conversation, the use of certain phrases which might not seem like a big deal to you can be really upsetting to others. It's things like when someone doesn't look great and they just look really kind of miserable and tired. I've heard so many people greet them in a way that's really insensitive and shows that they have such a lack of knowledge when it comes to the mental health world. They will say, why do you look so depressed? Or how come you look so depressed? And 
well that's a direct reference to depression which I think is so often mistaken as an emotion rather than a psychological disorder. You have no idea what someone's mental history is. Simply by saying someone looks depressed could unknowingly open so many old scars. For all you know, they could actually have depression. They could have a family member with it or, or just some kind of experience with it. And just by changing your words so slightly, you can stop yourself from sounding ignorant to bad mental health and instead sound like a concerned friend. And I know that you've heard it before, but just think before you speak. And if you do hear someone else using words like this, then point it out. Politely ask, can you maybe not say that? Or can you use a different word, please? You don't have to be an obnoxious know-it-all who's constantly telling people how to speak. Just be aware of others around you and that they might not have the same mentality as you. Now, there are so many mental disorders out there, I couldn't possibly cover them in 20 minutes. And I, I couldn't do it if I wanted to. I'm not a specialist, I'm not professional. I'm just a girl sat in her room talking to herself. I only know what I've learned from personal experience, from friends, family, and what I've gathered off the internet. One aspect I do want to talk about though is mental breakdowns, also called nervous breakdowns. And I feel like a lot of people have experienced these or have had friends who have. And it's one thing in first aid that we're not taught. I'm trained in five stages of first aid and yet nervous breakdowns were not mentioned once in the course. These breakdowns happen a lot more often than they should and people rarely know what to do to help someone who's experiencing one. I think it depends on the person and the situation. For most times it's recommended to give them a paper bag to breathe into. You might have heard this a lot but don't actually know what it does. So I'll tell you. Breathing into a paper bag is to help hyperventilation. It simply forces the person to reclaim lost carbon dioxide and balance out the oxygen flow again. And that's putting it very simply, I'm sure there's more science to it. So, if someone is having a breakdown, but not hyperventilating, it's probably best not to get out the paper bag. A lot of the time, they'll just need to sit down, or go for a walk. They might want someone with them not to talk, but just to be there. Remember that even if you feel that you're not helping by just being there, you can make that person feel like they're not in it alone. And I think that is a really key part of upholding your friend's mental health, or anyone around you really. Making sure that they know you're there, that you're gonna stick by them even when things get tough and they feel like everything's going wrong, knowing that they have someone who's not going to leave when things get inconvenient or uncomfortable to deal with, knowing that you have a good friend to support you is sometimes all you need to get through the week. 
and I know it's not exactly a pleasant topic, but there are millions of kids and adults out there who have suicidal thoughts. And a lot of the time it's because they feel like they have no one around them. No one to stay with them and hold their hand through tough times. If your friends say they are feeling this way or even give off hints that they are, don't say they're attention seeking. Don't ignore them because nowadays thoughts like these are seen as a cry for attention and just to be the main attraction for once. But as soon as someone takes action, it's seen as a tragedy, which is just horrible to think about. It really is. So help to maybe stop the tragedies and take notice of when someone is screaming on the inside. But when someone really needs help, they're usually afraid to ask for it. Just because someone's smiling doesn't mean they're happy. So just make sure they're okay. And it's, I think it's the small things that can make all the difference. It, it's a bit like the butterfly effect, I guess. The flap of a butterfly's wings on one side of the planet can cause a tsunami on the other. And I think, yes, this isn't exactly true, but I think it's a great analogy of life and how small things can have enormous consequences, good and bad. And if you yourself are feeling the pressure of society or, or school life, then there's always people you can talk to. Again, I know you've heard it before, but it's usually from people you know. I'm just a stranger on the internet saying what I think and someone's bound to disagree with me, but that's okay. It's okay for people to challenge your opinion as long as you accept that they think different to you and that everyone is entitled to their own thoughts. But if you do feel like you have no one to talk to, there are online services and helplines to call. I know, I know these sound scary, but it can sometimes be better to talk to a complete stranger. They have no biased opinions of you and can't say just what you want to hear because, well, they don't know you. You can get an honest opinion from someone who is a professional and helps people like you every day. Or if you really want, I'm always here. I sit in my room for hours recording podcasts, so clearly I have some free time on my hands to talk. Just know that even if you feel like no one is there for you, someone is always happy to help. Even if they are a stranger, they could be the thing that keeps you grounded and makes your life just that little bit easier, even just for that week. I do also want to quickly mention a disorder that lots of people might not even think of as a mental illness, and that's insomnia. Now, everyone gets tired. And as a teenager, you probably have a sleep schedule that's as stable as a Jenga tower on one block. However, some people do suffer with lack of sleep a lot more drastically and it can really mess up their lives. 
Insomnia can be caused by anxiety, depression, stress or intense brain activity. It can also be a result of uh, Tourette's syndrome. It might not seem like a big deal to lose some sleep, but these people could go days without sleeping, which is horrendously bad for your mental health, as well as just life in general. I mean, we all know what it's like to go to school running off of one hour of sleep. It's not fun, but imagine running off minus three days of sleep. It's next to impossible to concentrate, let alone get anything done. I'll be honest, I have no idea how you're supposed to help someone with insomnia, but it's something we should be aware of. Like any disorder, we should be aware of it. It starts off as awareness and eventually turns into research, into finding a way to help these people, even if awareness doesn't sound like doing much. It is what has started off every scientific research ever. Just do what you can for people, I guess. I think the note that I want to leave you on is that you can't expect someone to be happy and positive all the time. If they are most of the time, then great. But if they have a day where they seem more tired or kind of just not happy, then maybe just leave them to it. Don't complain at their sadder attitude or their lack of energy because it is so hard to stay positive and have 100% energy all the time, 24-7. Everyone needs a break sometimes. And a lot of the time these positive people will be the ones trying to keep everyone else on their feet. Trying to keep everyone else happy. And they deserve a break. Just leave them be for the day. Allow them to have a break and don't rely on them to keep you happy. It's not their job. Yes, they should be a supportive friend, but so should you. And understand that they get tired as well, just because they're usually happy and positive and bouncing all over the place. Doesn't mean they're like that all the time. They need a break. It is so important to allow people to just have a day off. Because, like I said, it is so hard to be positive all day, every day in such a negative world when people around you are negative and life is stressful and everything is going a bit nuts. Focus on the fact that they are happy 90% of the time rather than honing in on the one day that they aren't quite feeling themselves. So care for those around you and be aware of everyone's situation. Even if you don't know the full story Try to understand that they might just need you to be there, to go on a walk, or just sit. Just sit for a while and, and just wait it out until they feel they can talk or that they even want to. Everyone is dealing with something. 
if you're having a good day and someone else isn't. Just be the one to help them out because it can make all the difference. If you did stick around, thank you so much. It really means a lot. As I said earlier on, I do have an email to ask questions or just talk, butterflies to talk at gmail.com. And remember to have confidence and live free. Thank you for being part of my thoughts today. I hope you have a wonderful week.